<laughs> I'm not asking yeah, about but where you can get a visa or would you I get a visa. Wanna I'm asking where in, in the world would you want to go? There. This episode was sponsored by NutriCon and the discount code is in the description below. Perfect. <laughs> What's happening, guys? Welcome to a new episode of Jester Radio. As you can see, I got this guy next to me. What's up, Kieran? What's up, guys? I gave this guy a warning to please speak properly into the microphone, and his I'll first words were out <laughs> of the microphone. You're not allowed to talk for the next five minutes, Gabby. What's up? <laughs> I know. Kieran, actually, you can talk, bro. Whenever it's on me, you're in the shot, so you might as well talk. What's up? Not much. To be <laughs> <laughs> he was concentrating too so much this hard weekend, to be honest. But you, is this usually do you work Sundays or don't? Most Sundays, yeah. Okay. Definitely. I don't have work today, though. Is that obviously viewings? But then obviously if you put up listings or whatever, that counts essentially as work. I guess. Like if you get, would you get like a new listing on a, a Sunday? Like do clients ever contact I you on a weekend? I can upload a new listing on a Sunday, but, yeah, but no like one's going to phone me on Sunday. Confirmation. Yeah. I'm well, saying no, like I'm not confirmation a from a client. No, they phone you. Oh, well then, yeah. Do they ever contact you on weekends? All the time. Okay. Every weekend. It's tough because once you reply on the weekend, if you don't ever do it again, it's a problem with that client. <laughs> it's true, bro. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and also with real estate, you like just people say you're have in the show house. on the weekend. So they want to message you at like the most inconvenient time, either late at night, they're like going through property 24 and they're like, I'm going to message this person now. And they want you to respond then and there or like Saturday, Sunday. That is a problem like with those kind of portals where any, they can, you know, request to talk to agents at any point. Mm. So if you don't reply in the first few hours, you so might see They've changed. So like private property, property 24, there's a new thing now where you can WhatsApp the agent directly. There's an option. So now it just comes through straight to your WhatsApp, not even your email. So it's kind yeah. of like, you might as well just respond. <laughs> What's the, like you with the, because obviously you're in real estate. What's the latest you think like you should reply to a client? I've replied like really late at night and yeah. they appreciate it. Like they don't they like if they didn't want you to message them at that time, they wouldn't send the inquiry yeah. at that time. So if I'm awake and a client messages me, then I'll reply to them. Yeah. yeah. What if no what if you're like just getting back from Josie Jinbar and it's like three no, in the morning? Just checking. I don't know how professional you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wow. joking, you guys are very wow. professional. Gabby, you're recently just in LA. Was it, was it just LA? Yeah. So I was actually supposed to go to Vegas for a weekend. Um, and then, yeah, we were going to hire a car and drive because it's like a five-hour drive. So it's not too bad. Um, but then the night before, <coughs> I was irresponsible. So when I woke up on that Friday morning, there was no way I was going to sit in a car for five hours and drive there. Um, so I missed Vegas, but I was obviously so upset with myself. Like I got fucked and I missed the whole Vegas weekend. Yeah. But there's no point in going to Vegas hungover. Like that's just dumb. So yeah, I was just in LA. And what did you do there mainly? So I went there to find like business opportunities and meet people because I want to move there. Hopefully before August, end of the year, I want to move there. Um so yeah, it was worthwhile. Obviously, there was a lot of like partying and shopping and all the other stuff exploring while I was there. So on Instagram, it just looked like a big fat jaw. But um, but that's what you're gonna put on Instagram anyway. Like exactly. Yeah. I'm not gonna put me meeting up with people to talk about what I want to do there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but it was worthwhile. I did 
I did what I wanted to do. I did meet people and kind of figured out like a rough plan of what I want to do and what I need to do here before I go. Um, so yeah, but it was a close call to not coming home. Um, if it wasn't for my dog, I think I definitely just would have been like, fuck it, illegal yeah. immigrants, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got a friend or friends there. Did they also help you, you know, connect to these people that you needed to? Yes, or? 100%. So um, my best friend, Christopher, he lives there. He moved there from here. And then obviously I went there in 2018 to compete in Vegas. And when I was there, I met a few people. So this time around when I went, I hit them up and I was like, I'm coming to the States, like let's link and then met up with those people. And they also introduced me to people. But um, the building that Chris lives in, my friend where I was staying, um, is like, how do I put it in the right terms? It's like, it's like a celebrity building. So okay. it's the newest building in Hollywood. And um, yeah, because of that, it's highly sought after by these like, famous tiktokers and whoever it may be so while i was staying there i actually met majority of the crowd that i needed to meet in his building um yeah he's made friends with some really cool people as well so he helped me network and yeah so you know going there hopefully you know potentially but before the end of the year would you go there i don't know how it would work in terms of like a work visa or whatever but would you go there with things lined up or something like already guaranteed like what's so i have a plan and a backup plan the plan is a secret for now um it's not really something i can speak about and also if i speak about it then i'm kind of ruining what's to come but anyway so i have a plan um if that works out i won't need a working visa and obviously if that lands up happening i'll share more on why and how i did it because i feel like it's also such a hard journey for people to take i'd want to help anyone else trying to do the same thing because i've had to like literally go there spend all this cash and like spend my time there trying to figure all these things out so if anyone else wants to do it i'm i will like put this out there so that it's a little bit easier for them but yeah so i have that plan if that doesn't work out then i'll have to get a working visa which is where people that side come in as well. Um, there was a group of people that work for the same company and they basically said that if my plan A doesn't work out, that they'd happily sponsor me, which basically means that they'll vouch for me and I'll work for them. Um, and yeah, that use that way to apply for a working visa. But they are so, they're so hectic with working visas. They don't just give them out. Um it's almost like having to prove that the company couldn't find someone there to do what you're going to do. So it's quite a process, but it's definitely, definitely worth it. And you're, so you're going to say something <laughs> or you're just moving the mic. I was just moving the mic. Okay. <laughs> so you, you've also obviously had a brand shift to more what they're actually doing there. And you know, the types of Instagram posts that they're doing there, you know, did you, what came about the shift? Did you kind of see like, okay, well, you know, this is what's working, let me do that, or, you know, how did it come about? So, how it happened was, like, my Instagram has always been, like, okay, for me, I was always focused on the same thing, I just didn't really have the direction, um, I didn't know what I was doing or how to do it, so I was just, like, going about it the wrong way in the sense that my content wasn't up to scratch for the brands I wanted to work with, and, like, I wanted to head towards, like, fashion lifestyle, and um yeah just my pictures were not at at the time and then I've been friends with Rio Bridges for a while um we've known each other since we we're like 17 18 um 
and we got a little bit closer at the beginning of this year and I spent some time with her and saw what actually goes into it like what she because she's I would say hands down one of the most successful influences out of SA at the moment um so yeah spending some time with her and seeing like what I had to do to get my content up to scratch and also just like doing things that brands notice you know things that I had no idea about small things like like your feed having a certain aesthetic and a certain theme and all your pictures kind of look the same and like how you take them the angles and yeah, so she, her and uh, her boyfriend, Warwick, they kind of gave me advice. I cleaned out my Instagram, deleted like 95% of my photos and kind of just started again. And then I also focused a lot more on doing collabs with people that were already up there. So I did those gym skits with Bahij and Noel. And those kind of like set me off again because my, my following kind of lay stagnant for a while I think I hit like 12,000 followers and then it just stayed there like it wouldn't move wouldn't go up wouldn't go down and then I did those videos and that kind of reached out into the international market which was super beneficial because obviously that's where I need to be um so before those videos with Noel and um how did, how did how did that collab happen was it them contacting you you contacting yeah, so him Noel, Noel obviously I've known him for a while through the fitness industry and he reached out on instagram and basically said this guy Bahij, who's like a huge content creator is in south africa for a little while to film content with him and um it was basically just three skits that they needed me as like an extra for um but yeah like that those three videos took me from 12 to like 25,000 followers so yeah it was super beneficial it like kind of pushed me past that ice that I was like stuck under and yeah now my following is only 40% South Africa which is amazing for me yeah. I and mean, I want to get it as high as possible um obviously the states and wherever else Kieran bro you would <laughs> what I just say your name and you laugh I don't have much to beat that bro <laughs> no 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 so you know obviously let's just say it's Kieran's physique is the closest to Sebum. You know, his name is K-Bum after all <laughs> that we're going to get in South Africa. And obviously he's getting close to Sebum. I just wanted to give you some compliments because I'm next to you. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, I'm in the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gabby's the host today. She's going to lead us off. So, bro, in terms of, you know, the type of content you've been posting, like, you know, obviously because, you know, you, I mean, everyone pretty much that competes aspires to be like Sebum. Do you look at some of his, you know, style of posting, his videos, photos, or whatever, and try to replicate that? Or to be honest, not really. <laughs> if you had to, <coughs> it's kind of weird. If you had to scroll through my Instagram, you it wouldn't be that much bodybuilding. Like, there's a lot of other stuff going on. Like, so to be honest, no, not really. Um, <laughs> I just post what I want to post. To be honest, like, I'll be bored and scroll through my camera roll and be like. A cool photo. <laughs> so you're saying like all those <laughs> photos of your big legs aren't recent? No, of so course they're recent. Okay. Are you sure? Okay, of course. You said you scroll through so a now camera. Now throwback. Yeah, if, if it's doing. recent, well, you wouldn't need to scroll. Well, everyone keeps photos of when they were shredded for when they're in the office. I I, I, <laughs> of course. Okay. Okay. So you know, you post what do you take like when you're at gym. Like I do both. Though. I still post while I'm in my office. No, you do. You do. So do you po do you take like forty photos when you're at the gym? And they're 40 good photos. And then obviously you use them for the next like 12 weeks of your bulk. No. Instagram <laughs> it's tactics. It's a good no. answer. It's, 
a couple of photos. Okay. Well, I, I mean, keep yeah. Do you have like a direction that you headed with your Instagram, or do you just post what you feel? Pretty much, like it's just not really what a brand for you. It's just you. No, there is like my brand, obviously. So everything I post has some sort of relation to like me and what I do. So whether it's my online coaching and whether it's my real estate. To be honest, my Instagram is pretty much just those two things at the moment. So, but you know, as Gabby, as you were saying, you know kind of just laying stagnant and I'm definitely there and you know actually I can take advice from yeah. you in terms because I mean I when I feel like posting something up obviously but I'm not dead set I'm more obviously the podcast that's what I really care about growing but with my own Instagram there's no real thought into it like I'll be cycling I'll take my GoPro film something edit and put it together but there's no like okay every Saturday I know I'm riding so every Sunday I post a ride for people to look forward to or yeah. You know, I've got this race on this day and I'm running. Because that, that's a kind of where it's more going towards mm. my social media now. It's kind of like a Nick Bear fitness type of guy where he's a hybrid athlete. I mean, I'm never going to try to do what he does. I mean, he does like ultra marathons and 100 milers, which is literally like running 160 kilometers nonstop. So like, I'm never going to get to that level. I don't aspire to be like that, but I definitely, you know, can take your advice and post more on having that structure. And Yeah, yeah you know, like for me, like I'm not necessarily interested in being like an influencer or something like someone like you for example can do that like you have for me that like, i've got done a bunch of interesting <laughs> interesting that i thought you're gonna cheat me to turn, talk closer to the no mic. no no <laughs> <laughs> um but i still know like i understand there's still some sort of benefit that comes with yeah. your instagram and it's your social media pages like growing so i do take some like consideration yeah because obviously i mean for example my online coach you know a lot of my marketing and all my clients come from from my instagram yeah it's so. also about like having a balance i found with myself in the beginning when i first started doing this whole rebrand was that i was leaning more towards like a business looking instagram and i started realizing like a lot of my followers that have been following me like from the competing days and stuff they always I've gotten so many messages um basically just like appreciation from my followers saying like you've always like been real on Instagram be it about my weight or training or my life in general depression um and I didn't want to I didn't want to lose that aspect of my Instagram so while like still keeping a professional and being slightly less emotional i still try to yeah. be real and raw on my instagram so that it's like a little bit of both you know i'm building my brand and i'm still like connecting with my followers on a relatable base gabby i got a question for you and i'm sure many people want to answer to we're actually all wearing jordans and it's actually related put your leg up kieran <laughs> <laughs> it's actually related to jordans how many pairs do you have um i think i have 26 and in how many years did it take you to accumulate 26 jordans i'd say like three two years <laughs> my god that's crazy that's i started buying jordans last year so it would be like one a month kind of thing at a point it was like that it was sometimes it was even more um and then it started getting a little bit out of control so i was like okay chill um but yeah, if I see like a really unique pair that I love, you know, I get them. But I've I've kind of taken a step away from this whole like Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. I was like getting a little bit carried away. <laughs> and that's also the problem I think everyone experiences in certain aspects. You know, when I first started, when I just came out of school, and like even if I, like when I was in varsity, obviously my parents are still giving me some money to survive. And I would literally <laughs> survive. 
survive. That's what it felt like. I was barely surviving. You got money to survive. <laughs> enough money to survive, bro. They weren't like, you have a full stomach at the end so of the day. I'm not giving you enough for a full stomach. Like You could have 70% of a full stomach. I usually go to like 45. Yeah, but that's <laughs> bodyboarding. Yeah, you're just always hungry. No, this was varsity, bro. Oh, so what would you do with your money? Drink? No. Yeah, what would you do with your money, Kieran? Tell us. If you only the money in varsity, what do you mean? Yeah, but you said you food with my money. (laughs) So the money you got only filled forty percent of your needs. Probably. Listen, I had an (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Let me tell you guys the spice. I had an ex-boyfriend, and he's a hundred percent going to hear this, but I don't give a fuck. So. He used to get a lot of money from his parents and used to spend it all on his gear and I would have to pay for everything. Food, Wi-Fi, DSTV, rent, all on me because all his money went to gear and like a little bit to food. Hectic. UJ paid for my for my food. It was actually your quite gear. nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your no, food? Food. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Yo, you got, what, it was like 5K a month or something just for food? No, so my parents, to be honest, like my rent didn't really give me that much. I think they gave me like a thousand five hundred rand. Back then, that's maybe like so three thousand. So then I would like buy food and all that kind of stuff because I was staying at Res, um, because I was playing rugby for for the varsity, and then because I was playing rugby for the varsity, they play they paid for a whole bu- like a whole bunch of stuff, um, and because of that, they gave me like another ten grand per year to use towards food and stuff, just on like a. Student card. Was it on the card that that 10K could only be spent like in the cafeteria or could you go to pick and pay? And any pick and pay. But could you go to, I don't know, any pick Nike? And, no, any pick and pay only. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they knew you were so only was, buying yeah, food. Yeah, so you could only buy stuff from pick and pay. Okay. So it was literally just food. Yeah. <laughs> so you obviously now going to LA, you want to obviously... You know, every, what we see, let's say, in terms of like, because obviously the people I would look up to are those people in LA that are doing podcasts. Those, I mean, a lot of people don't like Logan Paul, but I really like him. Cause, I mean, the, the guy literally does everything. Mm. And no matter what he does, he always succe- succeeds. I was going to say yeah, succeeds. <laughs> he always excels or succeeds in Suck-sells. it. I mean, he literally was just at the WWE. I mean, it's ridiculous what this guy has done. He reminds me a lot of you. Like, remember yesterday I was saying you, like, uh, every time I go on my Instagram, you're, like, doing something different, but you don't just do it. You you do it. <laughs> you should go to the WWE, bro. Yeah, WWE. Are yeah. we, like, hinting at the next the next chapter? <laughs> What's the South African version? What's on, like, ETV? <laughs> or WWE? Still WWE. <laughs> Is there South African wrestling? Not There's wrestling MMA, as in real wrestling. Okay, you're no, saying yeah, WWE yeah. is fake? What wrestling? <laughs> Which type of wrestling? <laughs> Olympic wrestling or like WWE? WWE. I think it's if real, any bro. MMA fighters listen to this, I'll be so hacked that I was talking about MMA and wrestling. <laughs> Gabby likened UFC to. I, I didn't wrestling. say UFC. I said EFC. Okay, There's okay, a huge difference. There is. I'm gonna get myself in trouble on this podcast. That was quite rude. But the fighters just got very offended. <laughs> no, but I mean, obviously, the end goal is the UFC. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so technically, I'm not being offensive. Yeah, like right? everyone can agree to the fact that the UFC are more, you know, successful fighters. Like that's the goal. So I mean, it's not offending anyone. But I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you ask a question, Karen. Put I, you on the spot. I don't really want to ask any questions. Do you want to answer something? 
<laughs> I'm scared of what you ask me. Honestly, to be if you speak anymore, you're gonna have to leave the room. Uh. It's getting a bit much. <laughs> Kieran, you also need to remember when I'm talking, right? Yeah, you're gonna be in picture. Yeah. So have you been making sure that you're like, hmm, <laughs> yeah, okay, yes. cool. So you, okay, you've been yeah. agreeing. <laughs> well, everyone's gonna have known that up until this point. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I think if you look at so, like for you now, I would say I look up to Logan Paul. Who do you? But I wouldn't say I try and, you know, because his brand is kind of still different to mine. Mm. But, you know, is there someone that you look up to that like over there in that lifestyle there that you kind of aim to be? Yeah, there is. Um, and Kim I know Kardashian. some people. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love her. I'm, I love um, her, but no. Megan Fox. Jesse, shut up. <laughs> no, I just I'm saw you. You shared her into your story yesterday. I'm obsessed with her. Yeah, but no, no, she's not like she's. That's not. She's in Hollywood, like acting. Yeah, she's an actress. Like that's not what I'm trying to do. Um, did you guys watch Too Hot to Handle the most recent season? No, no. but I know what you're talking about. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know the show. I know, it is, I know I, the show I, I and the concept, it. but okay. we don't know the people on it. <laughs> okay, well, there's there's a girl on there. Her name's Holly. Um. And she was like a huge hit on the show. Um, she had like 12,000 followers before she went on. And she was like connected in LA and like popular and stuff beforehand. But anyway, she went on with 12,000 followers. She, I don't know how many she has now. Shit tons. But basically like what she did when she came off the show, she she used all the connections that she had from, from this like newly found fame. And she just grafted with it. Like she took every lead. She's like, she's punted her business. She's worked on her brand. She just used every opportunity after the show. And now she's killing it. Like she's just doing so well. She's working with so many brands and she's getting paid bombs. And she's, you know, she's living a fucking good life um and not just like being famous she works she works really hard so yeah like i spent some time with her when i was there and yeah she inspired me and motivated me a lot and kind of showed me like what i need to do um heading towards that so like your end goal now i wouldn't say obviously end goal because it's never an actual end goal but what are you kind of working towards in terms of like, do you, because obviously setting goals is important, but have you set down, like, I want to have a million by 26, I mean, 2026 or whatever? Um, so it's not really about the followers. Obviously, that that comes with the rest. Um, so I don't really focus on setting milestones with followers. Um, I just set milestones in terms of growing, like my audience growing, me growing, me growing with my audience, because from that, stem from that is business, business deals, working with brands, collabs, um, and I want to be earning off of social media. So like I mentioned, Rio, in South Africa, you you do product exchanges, product trades. So I post for you and you give me free clothes. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to get paid yeah. to be posting, which is what Holly and Rio and all these people do. They get paid to post. They, yeah, they don't mess around with little clothing exchanges. So that's part of the goal but basically i want to build my own company and my old my own brand um but that will all stem from networking that side which comes from the influencing side of things so basically i want the influencing to open up all the other opportunities for me that makes sense and i think what you mentioned is a big problem in South africa you know people just like cool i'll post for you this month if you give me a stack of supplements and uh, it's just like underselling yeah. yourself like and i don't want to like take this you know 
put this name of the brand or whatever, but I got a company that says, Hey Jesse, can we send you some rings and then um you review them and then post it online and you can keep the rings. And like yeah, it's cool to be offered free rings, but I don't wear I honestly don't wear jewelry. So yeah. Like it's not really on brand with yeah. me to go do something that I didn't do just to get some free stuff that I probably yeah. wouldn't wear. Yeah, hundred percent, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, and you're right. It is. It is really a South African thing. The thing is, though, like our influencing market is so much smaller. It's than like what non-existent it is. because there's honest. no. There's okay, we're, we're a bunch of like micro influencers. Hundred percent. I don't want to say there's no funding, but. The funding that they have overseas set aside in their marketing department for influencers and influencer collabs yeah. is ridiculous. The amount of money these people are getting paid, like teenagers are millionaires these days because of social media. Yeah. It's it's crazy. So yeah, like after being there and seeing like how things work there and then coming back here and like getting DMs on Instagram for a free pair of gym tights. Like, I just know where I want to be and that's not where I'm at. Were there any parts that you didn't like? So it's super expensive. It is ridiculously expensive. Um, That's why I realized while I was there as well, I can't, because initially my plan was just go. Yeah. Like, take my dog and my birth certificate (laughs) and get on that plane. And after I went, I realized that I would last less than a year there and I would chow through all my savings because it's so expensive. You, you literally can't be there without a plan. Um, you need to have an, if not more than one source of income before you go and like a solid stable yeah. job or just so you know that you're going to be getting funds there because yeah, us with RANS, it is great. And even when I was telling the Americans like what it costs, like stupid things like to have a stake here, I was telling them in dollars. They were like, there's no way that that's what you pay for yeah. food. That's why all the Americans or the Europeans or whoever just come to South Africa. I mean, they can have this insane holiday that costs them like a 20th or a 15th that's what I was or whatever. Them, a lot of them that have never been here or considered it. I was like, you know, I was telling them predominantly about Cape Town. Obviously, I wasn't really hunting. <laughs> come to Jova. Come yeah. to Benoni. <laughs> um, but I was telling them about Cape Town and showing them photos and videos and stuff. And I was telling them how little they would need to have like a sick, like a bomb holiday. And they were like, what? Are you sure? Like accommodation, food, transport, like everything. They couldn't believe how cheap it is here. It's like, yeah, the rand is going strong. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran, bro, would you ever go overseas? Yeah, definitely. To live. I don't mean a holiday. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't one two like right now i've like got no intentions of it but i think i definitely would 100 percent. where oh i've got a british passport so i can kind of <laughs> i'm not asking yeah, about but where you can get a visa or would you I get a visa i'm asking where in the world would you want to go there. <laughs> whoa 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 spring the energy down <laughs> i wouldn't want to live in the uk um or even europe i'm not even like that keen on so probably if i could probably Russia. the states uh. <laughs> <laughs> probably the states yeah. my laugh yeah. sounds like that chick from what's that show oh that one <laughs> <laughs> what, what's her name the blonde one for which show ridiculous ridiculousness oh, <laughs> see like that's another thing logan paul's been on he's been on ridiculousness like you know, I know someone here that's been on ridiculous. Okay, he wasn't physically there in the in the studio, but 
there's this guy, <laughs> shame, I'm not going to say his name because he actually hates that video, but he was in a car and it was spinning. It was doing donuts. Oh, so he was like one today. of the videos that they posted. Yeah. <laughs> and he, while they were doing donuts in the car, he fell out of the car, but he stood up afterwards. Like he just fell out of a spinning car. Okay. He rolled out of the car and he stood up and he like, he like walked away from the car, like nothing happened. And it is the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I've known him for a while now and like, all our friends only told me a few weeks ago. They're like, "Did you know he almost said his name? Did you know he was on ridiculousness?" And then I searched the video, and it is hilarious. You must send it to us, please. I'm gonna show you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to see this video. What like show would you or like if it's even a bodyboarder podcast or what, what would you like to be on? Like, Yo. like an inter. I don't know. In, interviewed uh. by I don't know Ronnie. <laughs> no <laughs> You don't um, like Ronnie Was he not bef- Before your time <laughs> <laughs> No I mean like He's not like An OG bodybuilder for question. you It's like for like him I don't even, uh, Like Would I want to do it Bodybuilding Okay so like, then what What would you that's like That's what I'm trying to decide So like you go and like I don't know One of those late night talk show And talk about how much money You made selling houses <laughs> Or like Ryan Sohan's podcast But no one wants to hear about that That's not something That people want to listen to That's, that's just like Real estate is boring for people bro no, it's not. Well, not for Most real estate agents, except for me. Oh, I can't okay. quite <laughs> But when when we in the office, like they yeah. watch that shit and they enjoy it. I watch it. Yeah, I'm not into. I'm into real I estate mean, as a house. I watch selling sunsets if that counts for anything. <laughs> yeah, but I think we both know there's nothing like the real. Thing. I no, watch well, that. Yeah. I watched that, and I quit my job, <laughs> and I went to go sell houses. And let me tell you, we we don't live in a selling sunset land. No, no, no. But I mean, don't. if you look at lawyers, lawyers don't watch suits. If you look at, <laughs> like, if you look at doctors, doctors don't watch Chicago Meg. You know, like it's not realistic i mean think about Grey's anatomy do you think that's what happens in a hospital you think it's the african government hospital that's what's going on no i still don't have an answer to this question so like don't you okay let's just say you holding is it also the sandal when it's the classic physique trophy or is that just the bodybuilding trophy? no it's just that's just for the bodybuilding okay yeah is like that your end goal to hold that trophy Facts, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. What about you, Jace? Would you live overseas? Yeah, I would definitely go to America if I had absolute certainty that you know I can take my business there and there's a market. Obviously, there's a market, but yeah. you know, like that, there's guaranteed. I've got clients set up already yeah. when I'm there. But we also have a lot of freedom here that you don't have overseas as well. It's true. Like, there's a lot of things that we are able to do. What getaway or speeding? Like <laughs> <laughs> Just like specific things, like. With certain things that come into play with standard of living. No, it's true. I mean, There's you can a lot have, of stuff you can have that a big you garden. lose when you leave South Africa. Yeah. I don't know. Every country has its. But then you kind of need to go to those places. Like, I would love to go to Texas. Mm. Yeah. Like, That's where normal move. Yeah. Like, you can get a property with garden. Yeah. I mean, go to New York. You're not going to, other than maybe on the outskirts, but then you still pay a fortune. Yeah. Get a. That was another crazy thing for me. Like, in LA, in this building, it's like a. 18 19 story building everyone has dogs in these small apartments like up on like the 14th floor and they have these massive dogs whereas here like i have a garden like it's not huge but it's like bigger than this room i have a garden and everyone was like like frowning upon me they were like how can you get a bully 
look at the size of your house. And then I went to LA and there's like these massive crazy dogs in these apartments. And like when I got there, I was like, what the hell? How can you guys keep your dog in a small apartment? And they were looking at me like, what do you what do you mean? Like, what do you mean we can't keep our dogs? <laughs> they got offended the way you got offended. Yeah, they were like, what are you talking about? Like, this is how dogs live. Like, what are you trying to say? What do you want us to do for our dogs? I was like, whoa, whoa. I was just saying like a garden or something. Like nothing hectic. But um, yeah, sorry. That was a little bit off topic. That's nah, cool. We like tangents. Your goal, bro. No, we were talking about you moving we're overseas. Oh, uh, me, yeah. me overseas. Yeah, I would definitely. I think I'd like to go to I don't know Texas. I don't see you leaving South Africa, bro. I probably won't. There's too much <laughs> money to make. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see you leaving says. South Africa. I pro. I genuinely. I don't have the intention of doing yeah, it, but I'm not I. closed off to it. You know. Yeah. Like I mean, if the opportunity was there, I would do it. But if you just look at South Africa, I think if you just look at the, as you were talking about, you know, the lifestyle, the standard of living, there is a lot that you can get here that you can't get there, but there's a lot that mm. you can get there and can't get here. 100%. And the people, bro. The people are nice in South Africa, but I think there could be nice people in different parts of the world. I think maybe if you from America and come here, you might think the people aren't nice, you know? True. Fair. Yeah, I mean, if you go to Cape Town now, if I live in Joburg <laughs> for half my life and go to Cape Town, it's going to take me several yeah. years before I find a you know, a group that I can yeah. click with. Yeah, that's why I moved back. How was that whole journey? Um, so obviously I moved there for an ex, which was just dumb. <laughs> but it was long so, ago, eh? Yeah, 20 years. Moved there, I think it was 2017. Um, and then came back 2019. Um, and Cape Town's amazing. Like, I love Cape Town. I think if I wasn't, planning on leaving South Africa, then I would definitely want to go back there. Um, I just feel like it's a better quality of life. Like you, you, you live a little bit more than you do here. Um, but yeah, I struggled. I struggled to make friends. I wasn't studying at the time. So I wasn't like going into a varsity and seeing people. I was opening that nail salon. So yeah, like I didn't really meet people. And the friends that I did make were through my ex, um, which when we broke up obviously wasn't ideal. Um, so yeah, Cape Town can be super lonely if you don't if you don't manage to make friends and like find a little circle. It can be super lonely. But um, in terms of actual Cape Town, it's such a beautiful and like uplifting place to live. Well, guys, Jester Studios is coming to Cape Town. That's a fact. Give me two years. Okay, two years. Give me two years, Thank and it's going to be a podcast studio in Cape Town. We'll do it in one. Okay. I'll but we'll give you two years, but we only two years. Two years, bro. Watch. I mean, how many podcasts, just podcasts themselves are there in South Africa? I Yours are the only one I know of, to be honest. They are. They, they are really like, but I think African the biggest South Africa is probably like Mac G. He's, I don't know how, mm. like he's got like over, he's got like 600,000 subscribers. I'm just saying I personally haven't watched yeah. any other South African yeah. podcasts. But I want to. I used to watch, well, listen to Millie's, Millie's podcast. Who's this? Millie? Millie from South African Love Island. Uh, oh, didn't she do like two episodes or something there? <laughs> she did a few. I don't know how many it was. <laughs> I did listen to the one because I wanted to see. Obviously, I got some competition coming in or what's going. On. But the obviously, and what did you think, bro? I watched. The, I listened to like five minutes. So no didn't sound as quality as this. <laughs> <laughs> so did you ever hang out with her? 
yeah, yeah, I've hung out with her once or twice before. I think she's cool. Like a lot of people um, misjudge her and misunderstand her as a person, but I think she's really cool. She's like unapologetically herself. That's what I kind of um, did like about the podcast was that she didn't really care what people were going to say. She didn't care if people didn't like it. She spoke openly and honestly about things in her life and like things that other women relate to as well and even guys um and it was just raw so yeah she did get some hate for it but i i, I like that about her i think that's also as we're talking about south africa versus america in america she would have got praise for being 100%, raw. but in 100%. south africa if you do things that because we are you know less progressive essentially mm. than what they are in the state so if she talks about a sexual encounter, it's encounter, like a it's a massive deal yeah. you know, in South Africa, especially. And then overseas, every single podcast, they're talking about some sort of thing that they did on a weekend with and some other person. And they're a lot person. more raw and vile about it than yeah. what we are here. That's the, I was actually saying to someone yesterday, um, they were like, yeah, but what is it about South Africa? And I hate to say this People are just sensitive. Words, <laughs> but like, South Africans are so small-minded. Like, they don't understand things like they it's like they don't want to understand things that they they don't relate to so like things like that like talking raw open and honest about sex or sexual encounters or whatever genitals like steroids like people get so offended so easily but like these are everyday things like this is life we're all human beings we all like can resonate with with that type of stuff even if you don't say it um and americans are so they're so much more open with their energy like they don't obviously like there are there are part like aspects where they are a lot more sensitive like when it comes to sense of humor i find that they're a lot more sensitive you can't joke about the same stuff but in terms of like even things like OnlyFans, if you have an OnlyFans here in SA, you, you're seen as like a hoe bag. Like, you know, I, I've gotten messages from girls saying, oh my God, have you seen she started an OnlyFans? And I'm like, yeah, bro, like, let her do she's her thing. She's making quite a good amount of money probably. Bank. Yeah, <laughs> she's making bank. Like, and that's what I want to do this year. I mean, I'm not saying like I want to go and make bank. <laughs> but you see, I shouldn't have to say that. Yeah. I shouldn't have to say, yeah, I mean, not that I want to open an OnlyFans. But that's a South African thing, like, oh, OnlyFans. Everyone I met in America had an OnlyFans, and they were making bank off of it. Like, a guy with a child, like, and he's happily in a relationship. He's just had a baby, but he's making bank on the app, so, like, why the fuck not? But in South Africa, it's like... But also, I think people in South Africa might just assume that it's completely nude every single time when it's not i mean mm. only fan doesn't have to be that it's i mean you yeah you can literally kieran can go and t take a photo of his quads flexing and you know or behind the scenes of his training mm. behind the scenes and like those people that really like you and it want to follow your journey you know they can see you. it's not like you're posting a photo of your junk <laughs> you can yeah. you can still 100%. be that's what it was probably originally designed for yeah yeah probably not <laughs> <laughs> probably a little bit of both yeah, <laughs> to be honest. Do you know that in um, TikTok's Chinese, eh? Tiny, it was developed by the Chinese, no Chinese or Japanese. But in America and the rest of the world, they promote, you know, dancing and those kind of things. But in China or Japan, whichever country developed, I think it's China, developed um, TikTok, only promote when, like, kids that do amazing, like, let's say, because, I mean, it is more popular with, you know, under 25, let's say. 
they would do things like amazing um, engineering things or amazing a kid doing something that's incredible like building the world's biggest Lego or like a silly example like that. Like they would just, or like a kid reciting some poem, like that's literally what they promote in just in China to try and, you know, uplift and get people to not just go and dance or not yeah. just go and do those things that actually doesn't really benefit society other than mm. entertaining people. And that's what they do in China. They literally just promote and put on people's explore page. Yeah, that's Those amazing. kind of things. Because it's those constructive things that now kids will be like, yo, I can also get famous if I can do a, you know, a how-to video at home on how to fix a tap or whatever. Like, you know, those mm. those kind of videos, you yeah. see them quite often where it's like life hacks and then yeah. they show you what to do with an old pan or like those kind of things are the things that they promote. Yeah. Overseas when the rest of the world, it's what? Dancing and what else? Anything like, that's funny, yeah. yeah. And even, even with stuff like that, like I'm going back to this, uh, I'm like hating on South Africa today, but I love South Africa. But in SA, like, think about it. If you see someone walking around vlogging, like, recording themselves or, like, and I'm guilty of it myself. Like, you look at them and you're like, what are they doing? Like, whereas How many people you think have looked at me? I was going to say. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it's like overseas, no one cares. Like, no one cares what you're doing. Like, record yourself. You're dancing in the middle of, like, a supermarket. Like, no one cares. Like, just do your thing. Have you seen that Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that Instagram account influencers in the wild? Someone sent it to me yesterday. Like it's the kind of video where like as you're talking about like a girl, let's say dancing in the middle of the street, let's say in Times Square. Then it's someone that's in a shopping like in a side shop filming this person like through the glass yeah. and it's like this influencer <laughs> spots in the wild and it's, it's ridiculous. Some of these things like a girl will be like twerking half naked on the beach and then like there's kids running around and then one, those people are like filming it. I saw one this chick was standing I think it was a cricket cricket game or whatever. It was like a sporting arena thing. And she was standing in the front by the rail. You know how like in a stadium it goes up? Yeah. Like all the people were like looking down at her and she had her one leg up and she was like like twerking and she had her ass out. And like everyone's watching her and then this person recording just zooms into like her. And then she she like stops and she turns around, she looks at the phone and she looks at it and she goes, it's good. <laughs> I think that's worse. If you've got like, let's say a tripod and a ring light and you're dancing in public, it's, it's worse than if someone's filming. If someone's filming, it's, yeah. a, it's, more, it's slightly yeah. more like, okay, I that's fine. I feel better if someone's filming. Yeah. Like if I walk through a, pla- a public place, I struggle so much. I don't think I've ever done it, to be honest, like just recorded myself. It talking. does help, you know, so what you think people are thinking because if you've got a cameraman following you or filming you or whatever, then it's like, you're like, oh, she's filming content. Yeah, she's, she's legit. Yeah. When are you going to get a cameraman for gym, bro? <laughs> no, I don't think I could, bro. You could. I mean, actually, at move my, they would my let one you. mates that I'm, I actually coach him now, Gareth. Um, he did a he, cool video He made for that you. video of me with the, the leg day. Uh, so him and I will start filming, filming quite a bit as well because we're going to be working together. So, yeah. Working together? No, I'm saying as in I'm coaching him and things. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So we definitely want to start filming. Because at move they'll things. definitely let you, yeah. No, they've got no problems with it there at all. Um, bro, Virgin, very, I, very can't, I can't. Understand Virgin Active's methodology behind. No, it's stupid. I mean, the amount of times in Varsity, Asad and I got moaned at and like almost virtually, literally kicked out of the gym for filming. And I mean, we said to him, Your gym, we're doing training videos. We're trying to, we're like promoting health and gym. And how is that detrimental to your brand? Yeah. No, 100%. So, Move doesn't have any. Any issues that kind Nor of stuff. Nor does Gold. Gold's, yeah. Gold's actually enjoy it. They filmed so many um, Yeah, TV same series. with Move. If you post something, they repost it on their page. There's like, like a Netflix show that they were filming um, at Gold's. And it's like a good thing. All yeah. the branding's yeah. in the background. Like, exactly. Yeah. Why would you say no? 
but they also, you know, fortunate with the name. Obviously, they paid to get the name, essentially, and get the rights in South Africa. But just the name Gold's Gym, already just just like okay, cool, it's going to be a good gym. Mm. Like, yeah, I mean, oh, I've actually never been. There. I've also never been. <laughs> I've there. never trained what? there. No, I've never been. I've never ever been there. Never been invited, sure. never <laughs> been anything, but whatever. This is a formal invite for you okay. to come to gold. <laughs> what are we training, Kieran? We're going to go train Join legs with Gabby. the side of life. What are you doing? Legs. <laughs> doing legs. I'll follow you. Bro. My legs can't keep up with your legs anymore. Kieran, what are you squatting these days? Like 300? <laughs> no. Nice. No. I'd break in half. So what are you doing? Like, like 295? 220. Dude, that's very heavy. That's heavy. That's strong, bro. And on like prep? On a good day, hey? What did you squat today? Because you're just at 200. 200. Yeah. Dude, that's prep, very heavy. Dude, but prep, I don't. I train the same during prep. So when I'm like two, yeah, three weeks out, I still squat strong. 200 during prep. Oh, so you don't lose any strength? N- only from like that two week out mark, I'm kind of pretty much fine up until that point. Yeah. Impressed, bro. Because then we start depleting and then I start, <laughs> then I'm done. Oh, I'm two, weeks of, two weeks of depletion. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> you, you're done with competing, yeah? Yeah. I was debating it for a while. I know the last time we spoke about it, when the last time we did a podcast, um, and I did think about it for a while. I was interested in in doing a prep natural and like doing like a healthy prep and uh, like showcasing the whole thing. But yeah, I don't know. My life kind of took a turn. I don't really have the time or the dedication right now to go through another prep. So I think I can confidently say I'm done for good. And it was obviously because you wanted to focus on other aspects of your life. Yeah, that and I just, I honestly didn't like how I looked. A, I started getting way too big. From the beginning, I said I didn't want to get big. And it kind of just went there, you know, step by step. Like I just was growing and growing. Are you going to make girls think that if they start training, they're going to get massive? No, <laughs> no ways. I competed for 10 years. Yeah. Like it didn't happen overnight. Because it is a big thing with some girls. Is they Yeah, think they like, think oh, that if the they lift a weight that they're going to grow yeah. muscles. I wish it was that easy. Like imagine squatting and your ass just grows. Like, <laughs> it's so difficult. Like it doesn't work like that. But um. Yeah, I didn't like how I looked and also I was just super unhealthy. Like my hormones were all over the place. I was picking up weight and like I couldn't lose weight, um, which I found out was my thyroid, which I'm still on medication for today. Um, And yeah, I don't know. I just, I I achieved what I wanted to. My goal was to get my pro card. And I always said that I would stop at that point and I still competed after that. So yeah, just kind of lost my passion for it and that's when I knew, like, I, I can't be dedicating my life to someone to please other people. Yeah. I was doing it because I felt like everyone expected me to, especially after I got my pro card. Like, now I was a pro and everyone was like, what's next? You know, what's the next step? And then I rushed myself into Worlds, which was also just, I was not ready for that. I mean, Hattie Boydell was on my wall for like three years. I used to wake up every morning to do my cardio and I'd look at her and like, she was like my motivation and I stood next to her and yeah, I just, that was rushed for me. I would have loved to have done that in the right states of mind and even my body as well um, to show that I was up there with those women, you know, or could have been up there. But yeah, like I lost my head in that game and I started developing like serious, serious body dysmorphia. I was like, when I was skinny, I thought I was fat. When I was fat, I thought I was like, it was just like, it was so unhealthy. I was never happy with myself ever. Kieran, final question for you, yeah. bro, to close us off. 
obviously you're very invested into business and work and you're obviously very invested into bodyboarding. So now, which would you choose? Let's say bodyboarding starts mm-hmm. to encroach on your business and, you know, you may be earning less, but it's like, it's fine, I'll see, I'll list less houses, whatever, and, you know, try press for sales less as long as I can be more successful in bodyboarding or not. That's a tough question, bro, because you need the business and the money in order to do bodyboarding. So I guess it kind of depends on which what do you love? Which do you love more, business or bodyboarding? Oh, of course. So obviously, I mean, I love business one hundred percent, but bodyboarding is, I mean, it's like a passion. Yeah, you know. So it's if you had to choose one, different things. Like I don't want to stop bodyboarding. Okay, here's a question. Plan on stopping bodyboarding. Here's a question: Would you be a professional bodyboarder? that earn tons of money or would you be a businessman that earn tons of money? And he's doing... I would... I mean, it's a broad... I mean, I would be a professional bodyboarder that could earn tons of money 100%. But you could also run businesses or so while doing that. But that doesn't mean I can't still be a businessman on on top of that. Every bodybuilder, even the guys that aren't even at the top of the bodybuilding scene, some of them are making more than the guys that are at the top. Because yes, they're good bodybuilders. They're fantastic bodybuilders, but they're also very good businessmen. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that answers my question, yeah. bro. Thank you. But like, with regards to real estate and stuff, as well, like, I really enjoy it. So if I can do both, which I have been for, what, years now, then why I don't not? see why not. Yeah. As long as I can do them both well. And, yeah. That answers the question, bro. And thank you guys for joining me. Thanks, Gabby, for hosting us. <laughs> and thank you guys for listening. Cheers.